you've had an accident and somebody has been killed in this accident. You've wow. got the body in the boot. Who from the band would you have help you get rid of that body? I can answer that question already, to be honest, because I know straight away. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying the scenario's happened. But... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it was only last week. Right then, T. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Scratch Record podcast. We are joined today by a superb band from Leeds that have some amazing accolades so far. They've played live at Leeds, the Isle of Wight, and they were pre-game on the one of the Josh Warrington fights too. They've been used in Soccer AM, Watchdogs, on BT Sport, and the most important one, they've been backing tracks to Leeds United. So we have Johnny here today from Apollo Junction. Welcome, mate. Hi guys, nice to be here. Nice to speak to you all. Hope you're well. Yeah, how have you been doing? All right. Yeah, we're good, thanks. We're good. Yeah, very well. Speaking to you from a, a snowy, a snowy Leeds at the moment, so uh, lots of snow coming down. So yeah, looking very, very Christmassy outside, which is uh, which is nice. But uh, yeah, no, we're all good, thank you. Yeah, surviving this crazy world. Yeah. Good, good, it. good. Right. Well, should we get should we get into the nitty gritty of it then? Let's let's try and start off with for people that don't know who you are because you've got a massive fan base in Leeds, but trying to get out and about a little bit further is something which you're I can see you lot are pushing for with your new singles. So let's give people what they want to know about you. What type of band are you, and what sort of music have you been creating? Yeah, well, we're a, we're a five piece from Leeds. Um, we. Uh, I've been together for a few years now and uh, yeah, we, we kind of write, you know, we, we write songs from our influences really. And uh, you know, our, our influences are quite, quite diverse across each band member. Um, but yeah. I, describing us, we're kind of somewhere between, I don't know, the Beatles on one hand through to sort of new order on the other hand. So we're sort of that, that sort of middle ground. Um, bit of electro, bit of, yeah. A bit of everything, a bit of electro indie rock pop. I think is the, uh, nice. is the phrase that we sometimes <laughs> use. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Okay, that's really cool. So is, has it always been the same five members all the way through being a band? Always been the same five, yeah, with the, really? the original the original uh, band, yeah. So, we, yeah, I think we've been together for, uh, God, put me on the spot now, but I think, yeah, about seven years, maybe six, seven years, give wow. or take. Um, and, yeah, we've, we've always been consistent all the, way, all the way through. So we sort of knew each other before that. Um, we've been sort of in bands for you know, a long time now, but, um, we sort of all knew each other before in separate bands. And, uh, yeah, when those sort of bands ended, we, uh, I don't know, we, we kind of had a, a conversation probably drunkenly in a pub somewhere that, uh, sort of said we should probably get together and do a, do a jam and, uh, that all happened. And, um, yeah, it was a weird moment. It kind of, it sounds a bit cheesy, but it just sort of just clicked, you know, yeah. kind of, we, we just kind of came together in a, in a, in a rehearsal room and, jammed a few ideas that were sort of doing the rounds and uh i don't know yeah it was just like a bit of a moment where we just thought yeah this feels this feels really good yeah it it just happens like that i think like we've had a few bands that have come on and they say like literally they didn't know each other at all and then you just say oh you play an instrument let's just do it and then there's just something about like random people you can come together and it doesn't matter yeah. if you know each other for years or not at all but sometimes something just clicks doesn't it but it does yeah no it was, it, I, I can remember it to this day um because me and ben the bass player had uh, had been working together previously and we, we were writing a few songs and uh matt um jamie and sam the band 
and um, that that band sort of broke up and uh, we just had a conversation and uh, I can remember sitting in the rehearsal room waiting for the three of them to arrive um, and then walking in and just sort of instantly feeling, you know, just instantly feeling like I knew them. It sounds really weird. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we kind of, you know, plugged in instruments and, and tuned up and whatnot and uh, yeah, kind of played one song that we'd sort of agreed to sort of learn and uh, it just instantly felt like we'd been a band for a long time and uh, the rest is, the rest is history really. So uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. So have you always been Easy, based? I know, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you always been based in Leeds? Are you all Leeds born and bred or is it, is, did you come to that area for university or what happened with, what was the story behind yeah. that? I think so. Matt, Matt's from uh, outskirts of Leeds, so he's he's a Weatherby boy. Um, Jamie and Ben are are Leeds, sort of born and bred. Sam's from Boston Spa, and I'm from London originally. So I, I came to uh, I came to to uni uh, in Leeds in twenty. Uh, well, it must be earlier than twenty. It must be about twenty. 2007 2008 so i did my uni course here and just kind of fell in love with leeds and and, mm-hmm. and the city and uh you know obviously made made lots of friends and whatnot and just decided to, to base myself here so i'm an honorary yorkshireman by uh, by <laughs> trade at the moment so uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really cool i think it's one of those places i mean i will testify because he went to uni there yeah i went to um, uni there but it's 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 one of the places you go to and you do fall in love with a little bit it's an amazing city isn't it yeah yeah, great vibe, great um, you know, great great people. Uh, you know, the, the the music venues there has obviously changed quite a bit over the last few years. You know, we had some really great sort of independent venues that have been massively impacted by you know just just general kind of stuff going on in the city. Um, mm. But yeah, the, the the spirit is there, and you know, the the love of new bands and new music has has always been there. And uh, yeah, it's just a great place to to kind of live. So yeah, highly recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, don't say that. It'll be gone. It'll literally. Oh, no, because I'm looking at going back for a masters next year. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm undecided because I do. I love the city. I think it's such a brilliant place. It's such a yeah, good there's place. Something going on, isn't there? Oh, not not, so not currently. I mean, you walk through no. the streets now, and it's like uh, it's like uh, you know, this is like a zombie. It's, uh, it's it's quite it's quite sad, really. But um, in in the in the in the olden world, uh, yeah, such a vibrant place. Lots going on. You know, places buzzing with you know just all sorts. It's uh, yeah, it's a great place. Mm. Did you lot start playing your gigs in Leeds? Was that where you kind of based and then kind of spread out a little bit further? Yeah, so we were a band for a couple of years before we even sort of took it sort of seriously. Really, we started writing um, together, and we had no real intention of of, um, of doing it properly. You know, we just we just mm. kind of loved write. We loved the, the the process of writing. We loved the process of you know just kind of playing and uh, you know all that kind of stuff. And uh, we, I think it was Ben actually who we, we recorded a couple of demos just for our, for our own sort of purposes, really. And uh, Ben sent a demo off to. Steve Lamack without us knowing about it. Um, and uh, yeah, he picked it up and started playing it. Uh, and then it was a case of, ah, oh, people are asking, you know, who we are and, you know, have we got any gigs coming up? Um, so we had to kind of, you know, jump on that quite quickly and uh, yeah. get some gigs arranged in Leeds. And uh, yeah, so we started gigging in Leeds, um, just kind of, you know, local sort of venues like the cockpit. I don't know if you guys know that in Leeds, but um, no, it's, uh, yeah. Where is it? It's in the center. It used to be quite a, 
in the centre. Yeah, it was it was uh, the kind of pinnacle of of, of all that, the Leeds music scene. Really, you know, oh, some well. of the biggest bands uh, uh, used to come through there, and we used to do some shows in there and, and other oh, sort well. of similar places. And yeah. Um, yeah, from there we just started spreading out and going further afield, and you know, gigs in London and, and Manchester and. You name it, we've probably played there, to be honest. So, yeah. Oh, that's like good. That. That's really that is cool. good. Do you remember what your first gig was like? Do you, have, do, do you have, does he look back at them fond memories or was it something that kind of, was, you're so nervous, it all kind of like took over? No, our, our first gig was uh, was really quite special, actually. We um, we we decided to do a gig to just our family and our friends, um, uh, which sweet. was really, was, was, <laughs> it sounds quite cheesy, but at the time it was quite intimate. You know, it must have been, I don't know, 50 people tops in this kind of rehearsal room that we used to rent out um which was a really cool place actually it's not there anymore but it was like an old church that had been converted into a big rehearsal room and uh, not many, nice. not many people knew about it um so we were quite privileged to, to rehearse out of there um so yeah we thought oh, well, let's let's put a little gig on and just kind of you know test the water a bit and you know all our sort of immediate family and friends came down and uh, yeah it was just really nice it was nice to kind of just you know expose ourselves a little bit and uh you know obviously they all loved it um and uh yeah we kind of took it from there really so that was that was a great sort of gig and we, we had a one of my mates is a, is a photographer and he came down and uh, he took some snaps that night and it's quite it's quite weird looking back at them actually mm. um you know we were, we were a very different band then to what we are now so um yeah just in terms of our growth and, and, and yeah. how we sort of change songwriting and whatnot um but yeah yeah so yeah, that was our first gig. Incredible. So, I really like that. It's like nice, humble beginnings and then can uh, sort of a bit of a trajectory from there. So um, is it, did you get a record deal a few years ago? I was trying to sort of find it all out. How did it go from sort of that and then your trajectory up to sort of the album? So we, yeah, so the album came out... Um, last uh, year before last um and it, you know it did, did really well um you know we, we had a we had a good, good bit of sort of press off it and you know did a few shows and, and whatnot and uh, you know things things kind of going really well but it was at the same time coronavirus and that kind of stuff was starting to bubble a little bit in the background um and then we were approached by a label who wanted to re-release the album on on vinyl um so you know we hadn't really thought about it before we we, we spoke about doing the vinyl um but we didn't i don't know we just we kind of ruled it out because it was quite expensive and uh we didn't quite know how many people still bought vinyl being honest um mm. it turns out there's this mental underground Market. kind of Obsession. scene of people just buying vinyl yeah he's got this label he wants to re-release the record and we had a you know loads of conversations with our management and uh, and whatnot and uh kind of came to a, a bit of a deal and uh, the album was re re-released on vinyl on this right. new on this label um and yeah it did probably did better on vinyl than it did uh on on sort of cd mm. <laughs> so, um, are, yeah. we are seeing that a lot with these up-and-coming artists like people releasing cds and vinyls they're they're jumping up in these physical sales charts so quickly like i can't remember who it was but um who was it someone someone released uh the christmas song was it the uh Lutras. Lutras, yeah, they ended up like top ten at one point. Yeah, wow. physical sales, which is crazy. Yeah, loads of people crazy. like is, and I think people are getting really into it. And to me, it's like um, I buy as much as I can because I just think some of these bands as well. You're going to get these vinyls, and then if they do go big time, they're gonna, they're going to be worth even more. So I'm like, that's going to yeah, be worth yeah. it because people just want to sort of remember that like moment in time for that band, don't they? But um, for for and, the and vinyl. 
Go on. Go yeah, on. and as I say, as I say, it just brought a new edge to to, to our sound. I mean, <clears throat> you know, we were obviously we were well accustomed to hearing the songs as they were, you know, in, in the digital sense. But then we we got we got the vinyl cut, and um, we were in the studio listening to it, and it just sounded like a different band. You know, um, oh. there's some there's something about it being on vinyl that just I don't know, I, I can't describe it, but it just yeah. it just it just sounded completely different, but the same at the same time. Yeah. Um, and it just sounded huge. And, uh, you know, so I think we kind of collectively agreed as a band that anything we release moving forward is, is going to go on vinyl as well, because it's um, just for our own personal sort of uh, egos, you know, if it sounds yeah. great. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, it gives more depth, doesn't it? I feel like it gives, it makes you feel more like you're in the room with the band. Whereas like, if you listen to digitals, it almost is this flat, like mono sort of, the same the whole way through there's no like you don't can't feel the distance between the instruments i guess is what i'd like to kind of how i'd describe a vinyl like the vinyl you can kind of like stick it on and your mind's blown because you feel like the bands around you Mm. it's a completely different experience and it's so good definitely yeah no so yes we're hoping to uh you know to put any future releases out on vinyl as well which um you know yeah is great and you know a lot of people have said since getting the uh <clears throat> since getting the vinyl that um you know they just think it sounds so much better and uh you know they'd, they'd happily purchase vinyl off us again so um you know we'll continue that that plan so uh, well that's all that really matters isn't it as long as people will buy it again <laughs> there you go <laughs> exactly exactly so uh yeah nice one I, i've just been distracted because it says the zoom's meeting's going to end but it shouldn't so we might have to change the zoom meeting in 10 minutes but i'm not sure why because we have i was gonna say we've we're literally paying for it yeah which is really <laughs> annoying but, put some more money in the meter yeah, <laughs> yeah i might have to i'll pop down one shop top it up like your old like the old electric <laughs> meter <kind Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, sorry, that me off. i'll give it i'll give you a warning we'll have a wee break and i'll have a look at it in a few minutes um yeah so the album came out and then what was the plan to, as you said, do a second album and then has that changed at all with COVID? Yeah. Well, we, yeah, so we, we had, so last year was going to be um, touring the album really. So we had loads of kind of shows lined up and festivals and, uh, you know, we had a, a string of dates with the Kaiser Chiefs and, you know, we, we were doing loads of stuff and obviously it all, it all went belly up and uh, you know, uh, none of that happened for obvious, obvious reasons. And, uh, that's all moved into this year. Um, so we're in a bit of a weird place. So last, so last year we spent the time that we could just recording the second album because we had a a bunch of songs that we'd kind of wrote that didn't, well, either didn't make the first album or have always been sitting there, but didn't feel right to go on the first record. So we've, Mm. um, so we spent most of last year just basically re-recording the second album. Um, we've always been quite fortunate as a band that we were quite, productive in that sense so we're always writing there's always kind of songs floating between us you know either you know a guitar riff that Matt's kind of come up with or a vocal line that Jamie's thought of there's always an idea that's kind of doing the rounds um between us so we had this batch of songs sitting there um so last year we just went into the studio we recorded you know most of them to be honest we were pretty much there now we've got a session booked in uh I think next month um just to kind of go in and finalize a few bits and pieces but the album too is pretty much sitting there but yeah, oh, so this, so this exciting. Year, yeah, it was, it's just a bit strange because this year we're going to be in a, in a bit of a weird position where we're still wanting to kind of plug a bit of record one, but record two is going to be coming out next year, yeah. or this year, all being well. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure on the plan yet, but mm. um, yeah, new music and lots of shows. Hopefully that's the, the kind of <laughs> the output, I guess. Fingers crossed. Well, you've got, your, you've got the first one back booked in, haven't you? Is it the warehouse? 
warehouse yeah so that's that's booked in um yeah that, that that's hopefully going to happen but you know mm. I, I don't know what, uh, what the latest crossed. is on that fingers crossed um, uh, t- is there still tickets available for that Still some tickets available. Yeah. So that's I'm going to get still, some. Uh, yeah, def- definitely. Yeah, <laughs> because definitely the, we- the warehouse is where our student night was. It's where oh, like, okay. so that's where kind of like I I had a better attendance to warehouse weekly than I did my university course. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I think I missed like four the whole time I was at university, which is really, really You're awful. such a role model, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to get back there. So I think for a gig will be the best thing for it. The warehouse is, uh, yeah, it's an iconic sort of venue in Leeds, isn't it? It's uh, oh, brilliant. It's been there, for, been there forever, hasn't it? But uh yeah, so we, we can't wait to play there. You know, we, we were gutted that it got kind of moved and stuff. But, um, you know, fingers crossed we'll be there this year and, uh, you know, we'll put on a great show. Yeah, good. Definitely. Yeah, sounds really good. Do you, um, well, with with your gigs coming back, have you thought about, because you've, you've had quite a lot of growth really since over the last year or so. And do you think maybe like there'll be maybe an even bigger crowds and a lot more people there when you go back and it'll be a bit, jarring because i think you probably normally see it scale up slowly whereas this is like in such a big gap it could jump up i think we were quite surprised when we, when we announced the warehouse we, we obviously took a bit of a leap at the time because we'd kind of outgrown the, the little venues that we were playing at the time and you know our manager was sort of saying that you know now's the time to take a leap and do a slightly bigger bigger venue and we were a little bit scared about it to be honest you know there's nothing worse than playing you know a half empty room um you know we'd rather play a smaller venue that's absolutely packed than you know a half empty sort of bigger room but um no he said let's let's book it let's kind of take a gamble and see what happens and you know we were we were really surprised you know we we announced the gig on whatever day it was last year and uh, within a couple of days we'd you know we'd sold over half of the tickets which was you know uh, quite quite we were, we were, you know, we were really humbled by that and quite, mm. quite astounded as well. Um, and then sort of since then, it's been a sort of steady trickle. And obviously I'm guessing a lot of people have, um, you know, uh, sort of held off booking things while the whole kind of mm-hmm. COVID things kind of playing out. But um, yeah, I mean, we've had a really great year of kind of engaging with fans and loads of people have come aboard. So, um, you know, and we're all desperate to kind of get back out there and do what we love and, you know, play gigs and, uh, and whatnot. So I think, yeah, I think we'll, we're, we're ready for it. Um, and you know, the more people that get on board, the better for us. That's just, that's, that's how we absolutely. Do. So, uh, it's a big yeah. old venue, isn't it? What's the, what's the capacity of the warehouse? Because it's a fairly large venue, isn't it? Yeah, I think for gigs, I think it's um, I think about twelve. It's about twelve hundred, something like that. Wow, so that's mega. That's yeah. a big gig. That's a, it's yeah, a, so. Have you ever been, Joe? I can't remember if I went or not. Um, you'd know better than I did I used to just turn up on the train and you'd take me somewhere and I didn't know where I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you might have I think I'd you might have so yeah it's such a the, for a gig like I've never been for a gig but it's one of the places I've always stood and thought this stage is so it's so central it's a fairly decent sized stage and it's a nice square room so you're never going to be too far back you're always going to be in a nice position to kind of look onto the gig, which I think is going to be, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm going to buy some yeah. after this. You probably know the doorman, don't you? If you've been, uh, if you've been going every night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, he knows sadly, more, yeah. He's back. He's back. <laughs> it's like, cool. You haven't been here for a while. Yeah. Happy down again. Like he always does. <laughs> 
Beautiful. Yeah, no, well, we're really excited for it. So we just hope that, um, you know, we just hope it happens. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of our fans are, are, are desperate to kind of see us. And, um, you know, likewise, you know, we get we get so much off 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 doing gigs. You know, it's not just um, it's not just about playing the show. It's just about everything that kind of comes with it. You know, it's, mm. it's the opportunity to kind of speak to your, your fans. And, uh, you know, it's just been a really tough year, hasn't it? So, uh, yeah. Definitely. Good. Lovely. Good. Well, I, I'm going to have to cut us have a quick wee break because we're gonna have to restart the zoom call and i'm gonna see what's going on and see if we're yeah on. try and figure out why um, it's why it's limited us because yeah, i'll brilliant. be i'll be asking for a Get refund, a refund. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, if, yeah we'll have a we'll have a quick wee break welcome back after the the, back. The, the the slight break after the uh the zoom meeting failures everyone get on twitter at zoom because yeah uh, at zoom try and get us our refund <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it causes stir scratch record army get on zoom because it yeah a bit of a nightmare but we're okay we're, we're off we're recording again we're back we're back we're and back. we're back we are indeed well let's let's try and dive into the influences because you said earlier on in the podcast that you all have very different influences within the band and it creates this nice unique sound like what sort of influences are they oh man we, yeah so yeah just so so eclectic it's it's crazy so um yeah i mean i'll just kind of talk through the the, the members but yeah so like uh matt for instance huge beatles fan you know very inspired by by the beatles and and you know anything sort of in between really he's you know he loves classical jazz you know probably the most diverse musical taste i've ever come across um jamie's influenced by anything from the 90s really he's massive you know into his 90s bands oasis yeah. shed seven you know all that kind of stuff he's, he's really into that and, and and sam probably quite similar ben uh ben loves his northern soul uh massive northern nice. soul head uh, you know anything anything like that he's he's there massive and, and he, he loves dire straits as well so oh, massively nice. into, okay. into dire straits one of his biggest uh, influences and uh, for myself, I, I, I'm sort of similar to Matt, really. I, I love, you know, I love good songs. Um, I, you know, I, I look for, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, uh, you know, I've, I've always been influenced by quite good drummers um, as being, you know, as obviously the drummer of, of our bands. You know, I love, I love bands like the Foo Fighters. Mm. Massive, massive, massive uh, Foo's fan. Seen them, seen them live quite a few times. Um, and yeah, just, just kind of everything, really. You know, I, I, my, my, my granddad was, um, was it was a jazz drummer. Um, back in back back in the olden days, and uh, I was brought up on a lot of kind of jazz stuff. And he he gave me my first kit when he uh, he, he developed really bad arthritis in his in his wrists. You know, a bit of a drummer's uh, drummer syndrome. But um, so he gave me a kit um, and sort of started teaching me some jazz stuff. So my roots are kind of you know quite into that kind of side of things. Um, but yeah, just just everything really. We just you know we, we love we just we just love good songs. You know, um, that's kind yeah. of where where our influence comes from really. That's good. Um, the the jazz, jazz is a massive influence when it comes to good good music. I'm 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 a big jazz head. I love I love my jazz, my John Coltrane's and that King Cole's yeah, and definitely. Miles Davis and all that lot. Do you find that that jazz drumming that you started with still comes through, or do you try and make it a little bit more modern in a sense of towards Foo Fighter Izzy site vibe? It's kind of like halfway house, isn't it? You know, we've got mm. some, we've got some stuff. You know, on on the second record, especially that we've just we've just finished recording. You know, there are big songs on there, big, um, you know, big big bangers. You know, I would sort of attribute to more kind of Foo Fighters kind of mm. sound. That's just how we've evolved as a band, really. Um, some of our earlier stuff is is a lot more dance, dancey sort of drum patterns, which you know kind of yeah. originate from a lot of jazz type 
playing and, mm. and jazz feel to stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I, it definitely influences in, in what I do in my playing, um, you know, technical kind of hi-hat patterns and things like that kind mm. of come from, from jazz kind of sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just been a big, a, a big evolution for us really. We've kind of, you know, we started out as this kind of dancey type band and we just kind of evolved into a bit, a bit more of a kind of rock heavy kind of layered with sort of synthy type stuff it's quite hard yeah. to describe really but um yeah that's kind of that's sort of how we've kind of evolved really yeah i think you can really tell like i was you know really going through your album um this morning over the last couple of days and i, I was saying to elliot there's a couple of points in the album where it's sort of a new one would come on and i had to sort of double check it it hadn't sort of switched to another band at some point it's like <laughs> the fact that some of those songs come from the same band is is amazing you can really see a lot of different influences come through um but does that like I'm interested in like the songwriting process for that. Do you have because some bands have like one very sole person that does it all, but is it is it quite collaborative from the beginning of writing songs as well to get those different influences in? It's it's really collaborative, and I think that's kind of why there is so much diversity in the record because there is you know there is five songwriters in the band. I mean, usually there's an idea, you know, usually there's a a riff or a keyboard pattern or something that somebody has kind of started, you know. Mm. Um, and it gets brought into the rehearsal room, you know, and, and then collectively as a, as a collection of songwriters, it turns into the songs that we, we kind of know now. Um, so yeah, it's all kind of, you know, it's all equally kind of written the process. Um, mm. and, and we're quite strong believers in the songs wouldn't be the songs without the drums, without the bass, you know, mm. that, that yeah. each sort of person brings an element of songwriting to, to the song. Um, so in that sense, we're all, we're all kind of songwriters really. Mm, I really like that. I think it does it does come through and there's a lot of bands that maybe wouldn't be able to put out an album as good because it's they get quite set in their ways and can do it that way but you can really see there's a lot of different influences coming through. That's there's crazy. no ego in our band, you know, we're quite quite level-headed in that sense and you know all, all we you know we're all musicians at the end of the day and we want to we want to put out the best records that we that we can and the only way we'll do that is by you know, pulling on the strengths of each other. And, uh, mm. you know, I'm not going to lie, you know, I'm not the best lyricist. I, I don't massively, in, you know, input into the lyrics I have on occasion. Um, you know, uh, but I'm not going to sort of start kicking off about that because, you know, it, it's part of the process, isn't it, of, of writing a record, mm. you know, mm. my strengths are, you know, clearly on the drums, clearly on the sort of the, the, the drums and the bass and the kind of the rhythm of the, of, of the songs, um, you know, and, and likewise, you know, Jamie, couldn't put down great lyrics if he didn't have a great song to, to put it over the exactly. top of. So it's, yeah. it's just that process, isn't it? Mm, definitely. So do you, um, do you do like all the producing as a band as well, or do you have a producer? Uh, yeah, we have a producer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we work, we work, we've had quite a few over the years, but we um, recently, well, for, for the record, for last, for the for mystery, um, we recorded that in Leeds with a guy called Andy Hawkins, um, who owns a studio called Nave uh, in Leeds. Oh. And uh, we've recorded album two there as well. Um, oh, cool. So yeah, we, we work with him on, on our, on our stuff at the moment. So yeah. Awesome. And he, he tries to pull together five different things <laughs> and get it all in. Or do Andy, you- for- well, yeah, we, we kind of, when we did the first record, we, um, it was a real turning point for us because it was the first time we worked with somebody who essentially kind of tore us apart a little bit. You know, mm. we, uh, pre- prior to recording with Andy, the people that we've recorded with before just basically pressed record and let us do what we wanted uh, to do, which wasn't always the best thing for us. We were quite, yeah. I don't know, it, yeah, looking back now, it, it, it just had created an environment where everything just kind of went onto the record and it just, mm. it just was a bit of a mess. But Andy was the first person who said no that shit that's coming out um 
this is probably better. Let's restructure this over here and, and whatever. And it just, it turned into a much more, I don't know, uh, just a better process for us. And we, we kind of changed our whole sort of thinking and approach to recording a record. And we did that for this second record as well. Um, yeah. And Andy, Andy just tells us exactly. He's very blunt. He just tells us how it is. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it works for us. We need that. As a yeah. So yeah. Uh, we've had a lot of people on that have said very similar things about having that almost authoritative figure that's been about in the scene a bit longer and they kind of can direct it. I think Sarpa Salpa said that um, their, their lead like producer on their most recent records kind of helped them trim the fat. They kind of like helped them like kind of take out some of the parts which they felt kind of they weren't yeah. as necessary as maybe the, the the synth being stronger or the you know things like that so have you found that that's that's the type of thing that your producers kind of helped you lot do yeah definitely i mean you know begin was one of our sort of bigger songs off the first record and uh the original version of that was i think it was about four and a half five minutes long um yeah. and you know we went in with andy he said you know there's some great parts here um if you want to go on the radio and if you want to, you know, kind of turn it into the pop song that you probably want it to do, then we're going to have to look at kind of taking some stuff out and restructuring some stuff. And, and we did it and, uh, you know, it turned, it turned out to be a, a great song for us. And, um, you know, that, that, that was Andy's influence in that process. So, yeah. Cool. I like that. I wanted to dive in a little bit about, um, sort of how you've managed to push your songs, especially recently. Uh, because you've managed to get it sort of all over the shop. I feel like we see you and like Elliot mentioned it when he was introducing you, you've been sort of on a lot of playlists on a lot of TV shows and back in different things. Um, so has that been a conscious effort to do that or have you had any help with that? Probably a bit of both. You know, we, we are, we're an, an incredibly hardworking band, you know, it's not just about all the things that, you know, you see in terms of the music and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes where, you know, there's emails being sent to people, there's, you know, connections trying to be made with certain people. Um, so that's always been the case with us. Um, as soon as we started kind of taking it a bit more seriously, you know, we've always been pushing that kind of agenda. Um, we were quite fortunate that we, we signed um, a publishing deal um, a couple of years ago now with, uh, with a, with a guy, um, where he, he basically has got so many contacts that he just gets our music to, to places. Um, Brilliant. you know, and as you mentioned, we've been on all sorts of things now, which is, which is great, you know, cause, um, we never thought the publishing sort of arm to the band would ever really happen. Mm. Um, but that's probably been our most successful sort of part of it really. Um, you know, we've, we've been quite lucky in that sense that we've had quite a few things that have, kind of tied us over you know over the last yeah. few years we've had a few sort of things where you know we've even signed a few songs to some films in america that um you know would, would never really get discussed in the uk because it's yeah. not really big news for us mm. but we did you know we signed uh there's a, a, a big film that came out in i think it was mexico randomly a couple of years ago now called the, the big promise or something and uh we signed a deal to have i think it was begin on that um oh. you know and it was a it was a reasonably good <laughs> paycheck for it you know yeah, and, yeah. Um, you, know, you know and things like that just kind of keep keep, keep momentum and keep keep the band kind of moving in the right direction so publishing is where it's at really I oh think. i think yeah. that's so interesting because we haven't had anyone who's who's like signed a publishing like yeah. people try and do it themselves and people are better or worse at it but to actually have like a publishing deal where they sort of help you that i think i mean i think it's genius like i think it's brilliant because it's, it's just, awesome the more yeah. the more ears you get around your songs 
just naturally was it's just going to get you like more people coming to gigs more people streaming it more people buying the vinyls like well, i think the best the best deal that we signed uh, was was with football focus on bbc one so i, you, I don't know if you know but noticed but yeah i think in your arms was on, on, on the first record was was the soundtrack for football focus for 12 months oh, which incredible. you know that's mental you don't, you, you don't really process it until you think yeah it's like millions of people that tune into that program right. every week amazing and, uh you know so the, all, all that kind of stuff is just really really positive um yeah you know has has so much benefit in terms of just people hearing about you more and seeing you appear over here and you know just it's that kind of process of, of how a band kind of evolves to that place we're trying to get to really yeah mm. definitely that's like, it which is that the one is football focus the one that you've probably been the most like oh that was that's fucking cool or like is there is there one specifically that you've kind of because yeah, watchdogs out? is really cool as well being on that yeah I think the Watchdogs one was the one that where we started getting loads of comments to us through. Um, so I think I think I can't remember what happened now, but I think Watchdogs put a video clip up of of the game. I mean, I'm not a massive gamer, so I've, I've never played it. Um, but they put a video clip up of the game on YouTube with our song on it, and there was just kind of like hundreds and loads of comments commenting on the, the video and i think it was the first time that the publishing deal had turned into something we could actually see yeah, in terms yeah. Of people kind of commenting and stuff so i think like with football focus people just hear it they go oh that's great sounds good or whatever you know uh, or sounds not very good in some instances <laughs> um but i think as watchdogs is quite a you know people are playing the game they're hearing the song it's quite an engaging sort of hey, thing that, yeah. that 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 was quite exciting for us because we started hearing quite a lot of feedback from people and and you know surprisingly most of most of it was positive you know you always hear some comments of people not quite liking the song or you know you get some people that send some negative stuff which is mm, you know which is part of the natural. process yeah natural but i think the, the watchdogs one everyone from what i saw was really positive of the song so that was that was great to see yeah and mm. i think that that sort of stuff does help massively like i've always been like the fifa soundtrack's been a big thing for me because i feel like every year the songs that are on there tend to blow up massively because there's millions of people spending God knows how many hours a day playing FIFA and the whole time they're playing these songs. And I think almost subconsciously then you hear it again and you're like, how I know this song, but I don't know where from, but you sort of grow to love it. But I think it's, yeah, it's genius really. Just yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Song everywhere. Um, has that also led, because Leeds United uh, seem to be big fans at the moment and you've done some bits and bobs with them. So was that through this publishing thing? Was that more of a, um, like you just sent them the songs. That was just a local thing, really. Yeah, we we did um, a couple of years ago. Now we we started playing a few shows for them at like um, sort of uh, events and things, really. So Leeds United have got this huge kind of, uh, kind of like exhibition kind of hall at the side of the ground, and they do mm. all sorts of events in there. And um, they just kind of I, I can't remember how it came about. Now I think we just um, I think we knew somebody there, and and that conversation had happened, and they said, "Oh, would you like to come and play?" And we went and did a show there, and uh, we went, you know, did really well, and. Um, kept getting invited back and uh i think the pinnacle was we we, we got invited to play the uh Leeds united player of the year award ceremony which is the big kind of close out of the Sick. you know the, the league mm. and um we set up in this big stage you know big you know anything kind of corporate like that you get quite a lot of budget to do stuff it's you know yeah. it's quite a glamorous kind of setting the stage was a so you had all these kind of effects kind of going on and um they gave us this kind of dressing room to, to the sort of side of the stage and they asked us if um if the Leeds players could use that before they get brought onto the stage to do this big kind of presentation so we were sat in this dressing room at one point um just kind of chilling out before the show and all of the Leeds United team came in and it was it was kind of a little bit awkward at first we were sort of sitting there because we were kind of getting dressed and you know kind of eating <laughs> chips and you know yeah. just usual kind of pre-stage pre-show stuff and um 
suddenly there was kind of, you know, all the lead squad in there. Um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, but within five minutes, we we're all kind of laughing and chatting and, you know, yeah. some of them have become, you know, um, sort of, I won't say friends, but we kind of chat to them quite regularly on, you know, social media and things like that. Um, so yeah, that, that was, you know, and, and Leeds United have always been great to us since that point, you know, they've um, kind of used our songs regularly for, you know, videos they're doing online and things mm. like that. So um, no, it's really positive. Amazing, sick. I mean, to have like Bielsa listen to it though is like a different, <laughs> like a different story, isn't it? It's amazing oh, that crazy that yeah. Marcelo Bielsa letter, and you. Actually. Yeah, I, I saw a letter that. a couple of uh, couple of days ago actually, just to um, yeah, just to sort of congratulate us on the record, uh, which was you know, which was nice. I mean, uh, Ben, Ben and Jamie, the band, are you know, huge Leeds fans. So for mm. that, for, for that, that was for them, that was quite a big, uh, quite a big deal. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. The question is, are you a Leeds fan? Are you a Leeds United? I, I am, yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I don't follow it religiously as, as as Ben and Jamie do, but, you know, I, I get behind the club and, uh, you know, you know, recent recent results have been a little bit questionable, but, um, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> we, we keep going. We keep going and, uh, yeah. So oh, I love it. They're, they're brilliant at the moment. They're like, they're, they've conceded the most and scored the most goals. Or something. So it's just basically like, who knows what's going to happen? But that's quite exactly. good fun, isn't it? To be fair. No, it's all, it's all good. Yeah. It's, I all think good. That, it's, great, it's great having them behind us as well. You know, yeah, the local definitely. thing is, you know, as we mentioned earlier, the whole Leeds kind of thing is to get behind each other. And the fact that the club recognises that and still wants to support local bands and things is great. Mm, that's your most, I think, I believe it was your most recent video that you put out that was kind of a, an ode to Leeds City. And you kind of did a, you did a big thing for it. Do you find that making, keeping yourself quite local, does that help your fan base in that area specifically? Do you find it's a quite an admiral thing, almost, almost patriotic to some description? Yeah, definitely. I think that, that video, I think it's forever that you're talking about the, the song. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that song was all about kind of, it wasn't necessarily about Leeds, but it was about just the spirit of togetherness and, you know, uh, the whole kind of, it wasn't written about coronavirus, you know, but it, but it was quite timely that, yeah. that all that kind of stuff was kind of coming coming about, and uh, we had this song that was about you know just as I say togetherness and kind of getting through bad times and you know looking back at kind of things that have kind of been really positive in your life, and uh, it just felt like the the video for that song should be about Leeds, you know, and um, we spoke to the guy who shot it, and and he thought you know similar as well, and uh, it just felt like a, the right thing to do for that particular song, and. Um, you know, we've actually just shot another video for a song that um, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about, but uh, I'll yeah, do it know. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's about a month just before Christmas. Actually, we we started shooting a video for one of our big, big songs off the next record, and that that was a similar uh, sort of thing. You know, lots of kind of aerial footage of of, of, of this of the city and stuff. So um, yeah, we like the trend. So we'll see how it goes for the next video. Ah, oh, that is good. It's good to kind of keep it quite local in some respects and keep that the proudness of the city that you're based for sure. Well, lo- of- lockdown didn't help. You know, we had to <laughs> we had to stay with <laughs> yeah. we had to shoot within the parameters of our of our restrictions but um you know uh you know Leeds is great and it's so much kind of you know to it you know you've got you know the city on one hand and half an hour out of the city you've got you know the dales and you know all the kind of landscapes between there so some great areas to shoot a video in so um we thought we'd kind of capitalize on that yeah for sure this this new record then let's let's have a little bit Mm. let's have a little bit on that let's what's what can we expect how long is how long is it we're going to expect? Is it lots of different influences, or we, is it following one sort of vein the whole way through? I think it, I think it's it's following it. It's, it's, it's more of an, an album that you would probably associate as an album. So the songs are very similar. Um, hmm. 
And yeah, like I said, we, we recorded it about a year ago and it's kind of, we've been recording it on and off over the last 12 months in terms of just polishing songs off and, and, and things. And we've got, we got the, the, the great session in, a, in about a month's time where we'll go and sit down with Andy, our producer, and we'll kind of agree kind of song structures in mm. the song kind of the running structure of the album mm. the kind of moments between songs that 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 for me is the is the is the, the moment in that process where it's the most exciting you know yeah. kind of sitting down as a band saying songs are all recorded all mastered you know let's have a conversation about how how it all fits and kind of links together um so we've, we've recorded a, a whole bunch of songs not all of them will probably make it onto the record so mm-hmm. i think we're going to try and agree you know i, I don't know it's that that awkward conversation is it of, of, of what's going to kind of go on it and, and what's not um we'll all have our sort of favorites um but yeah I, I imagine it'll be a similar length to the to the to the first record so somewhere between sort of 10 to 12 songs cool. um yeah it's 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 you know we, we were quite um you know obviously i don't want to blow our own whistles or anything but you know we, we were very proud when we finished it um Good. i think it blows i think it blows the first record out of the water to be oh, honest. So, um, that's very exciting that's very exciting yeah. So yeah. does that so you've got this new single coming out next friday i believe yep. if my dates are correct 22nd so that, i think yeah is that single definitely going to be on the album then is that sort of we think so it? yeah we think so the, the plan is that we i mean the way it works now is you know bands kind of release singles right up until they just release an album which is a collection of all the songs mm. really but um yeah we uh we think it's going to be on the album i mean it depends how well it does if it, if it you know if it, <laughs> yeah if it, if it you know if it does really well and it's a standalone single we might not decide to put it on the record but um, right. i think as it stands at the moment it will be on the album yeah cool so um, with it with doing an album just quickly because I've, I've read a lot of stuff recently about a lot of people saying that albums in general are sort of on the way out a little bit um and i think they got quite a lot of backlash but it is a lot of bands are focusing on singles eps and quite quick fire content so did you is it like a conscious decision to to pick albums or has it just been naturally you thought that's that's what we're gonna do i think it's i think it's just in us from sort of just probably a bit of our age you know we're, we're kind of used to albums and, mm. and and you know that kind of thing but i think you know i think you're right i think the way it's going is you know bands do just release singles now you know that's that's the trend of how it's all going and um you know especially in the last kind of 12 months you know mm. we've had to keep people engaged and that's by releasing singles and kind of drip dripping music out to people yeah. but i think as a, as a collection of individuals we want to put out a record that's kind of like a product you know it's this is kind yeah. of a, a body of our work and you know our last 12 months of writing um you know we want to finish that process off by by putting out a record that people can kind of have and you know and, and sort of cherish so yeah yeah I, I like i do like that I, I find the eps at the minute eps and singles because it's such quick fire content and i'm not pointing this at anyone but sometimes it can come out a little bit rushed I was going to say yeah. shit, but that's not not fair. But it can come across as a little bit rushed sometimes when you're looking at some of these bands and artists that are just re- releasing EPs, EPs and singles without seeing it as a bigger picture. Like we had City Lights on, well, attempted to have City Lights on and we had a co- it all kind of fell apart. But we had a conversation with them about it and they've constantly released EPs, but their EPs are like albums right but they just call them an ep okay but you find that some some artists kind of like get to this ep get into this ep routine and kind of like keep just chucking them out but i find it's nice when you wait a couple of years you get a nice rounded album project that comes out because there's a lot more to an album it comes with a lot of extra content even to the point of like uh the vinyl the sleeves the 
artwork, the videos, and I don't know, it feels like a bit more of a rounded project. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, it's, it's the whole process of putting it all together, isn't it? And, um, you know, I, I still, you know, t- to the point earlier, you know, we had uh, you know, far more vinyl sales than what we we anticipated. And I think that's because people still like going out and picking up a record and mm. opening it up and looking at the artwork and, you know, the the kind of comments in the, in the you know, in the, well, in the artwork, I guess, and, you know, all mm. that kind of stuff. You know, I certainly do, you know, um, I haven't bought a record for a, for a while now, but, you know, thinking back to when I was buying records regularly, you know, it's great. I love picking up and kind of smelling it and, you know, kind of taking the plastic off and, you know, holding it in your hand. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's quite hard to explain that to, to people who are, who are born in a different age now where, Mm. you know, it's all on a phone, you know, which is is quite sad really because it doesn't sound as great as, uh, like, like I said earlier, putting a record on and hearing that, you know, magical because of sound really. Yeah, the the artwork and stuff is that is that you lot? Like, I I know some people take the whole creative experience and they do everything down to the font of the text that is used in the in like the credits in the out in the handbook. Like, do you lot take that much fine detail in it, or is it done by an external sort of company? Uh, yeah, we 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 all we all tried to be budding artists at some point in the band's history, <laughs> nice. um, and came to the conclusion that we're all shit really <laughs> um, so yeah no we, we we farm it out well i say farm it out we've got um a couple of individuals who um we've worked with for, for most of the, the the band stuff um over the years and um yeah they do they do it for us so uh yeah that's cool. cool that is cool yeah we've got we've got an artist that we work with quite a lot that i kind of like I kind of doodle an idea because I can't draw. I can't draw. I've got no graphic design in me. I'm not very good when it comes to that, but I've got the ideas. So it's quite nice being able to have someone that's on the team to some extent that you can just be like, look, this is the idea. We want it to kind of look like this, have this vibe. Can you just make it look less shit? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's what happens with us really. So we just, um, you know, we just, uh, we give, we give some concepts of to, to what we kind of want and, um, you know, they send back some ideas and we kind of have a, a fight about it and then, uh, we kind of settle on what we want really. So, yeah. I like that. That's good. I, like I mean, that. that's a good way to do it. Yeah, for sure. Cool. For sure. I, um, go on now. No, no, you go, Jack. Go on. I just, I, I had a quick question that, cause now I'm conscious of running out of time. So you tried to throw a thing in at the end, um, about what it's like being a drummer. Because we've not had any drummers on yet. And I made a comment that they tried to spin to be negative, And I was actually meaning positively about drummers. But I just mm. said that I think they've like <laughs> can be very underappreciated in the sense of sometimes like you're sort of at the back, people don't aren't maybe like as bothered about who the drummer is in general. You know, they want to see the lead singer or the guitarist and that. Have you found that something that like you've struggled with or do you quite like sort of being at the back or you're a bit like, oh, I sort of want to get a bit more involved at the front or? No, I'm, I'm quite traditional in that sense. I'm quite happy being at the back, but um, yeah, I, I, good, good, good question. I mean, what is it, what's it like being a drummer? I mean, you know, <sighs> terrifying in some instances because, you know, the whole band kind of really evolves around, you know, around you starting the song, mm-hmm. you know, we're quite, our, our technical or our live setup is quite technical. Um, the, the, I play to a click track uh, live. Right. So I've got all that kind of stuff to kind of deal with. So I've mm-hmm. got to make sure I'm actually absolutely on the money with, with the back with the click track and the backing sort of tracks that we use. Um, but, you know, there's nothing better than kind of getting up on stage, you know, 
smashing the drums, you know, when you're playing the big, the big, you know, the big stages, um, you know, there's nothing better than hearing your drums kind of booming out across, you know, a couple of thousand of people, you know, it's, 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 it's I, I can't, can't really describe it to be honest, but um, the only downside is, is just that you're always the first to leave, uh, first to arrive and the last to leave. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's, it's great you know i i love it and you know me and ben who is the bass player in the band we've got like a you know a little thing kind of going on in in you know when we're on stage you know the drums and bass are so kind of linked so we've got mm-hmm. our little groove thing going on when we're playing it's great you know i love it uh, you know i wouldn't change it for the world I think it's really, I think it's sick as well that you're out here like talking to us and almost doing some of the press stuff. Cause you, f- you find that there isn't many bands apart from Foo Fighters, Arctic Monkeys, the only two that come off my head where the drummer is involved in the interviews as much. And I think it's really, it's really quite, it's, in, it's, it's interesting, but also sick because you're s- still so almost like press ready. It's nice to hear like you, you are so good with answering questions and being honest and being open is it something you've consciously tried to make yourself part of the press releases as well or is it just comes naturally to you uh, i wouldn't say comes naturally i mean uh you know probably probably a couple of years of just of doing things like this but um no we, like i said earlier we know we're all kind of equal in the process of the band you know mm. jamie and and matt will, will normally do the, the, the most of the interviews jamie's the, the singer and, and matt's the sort of lead guitarist um they would typically do most of the mm. press stuff because they're far more interesting than I am, to be honest. You, you guys have got a bit of a rough deal. Uh, oh, <laughs> don't be harsh on yourself. <laughs> Come on. But no, I, I love this kind of stuff. You know, it's great. It's great talking about it. And it's, you know, it's, it's like the process of, you know, we've been in the studio for the last 12 months recording and, you know, getting the music out there is, is what, why we're doing it, you know. So the fact that we're having this conversation today is, is, is amazing because it means that the record is due imminently, you know. So um, yeah, that's, that's amazing for me. So, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Right. I've got a couple of weird scenario questions. Thought okay. I'd test this out. <laughs> I'm going to test this out with you to try and get to know you and the band a little bit more. I don't know whether you've listened to much Radio X over the last couple of years, but there's a specific Don't DJ. give away who we're copying. It's not a, it's not a direct copy. It's a homage. It's paying my respect to the, <laughs> the the bloke who does it to lots more people than we do. We're um, copying Radio X, yeah. <laughs> so essentially I'm going to give you a scenario and you've got the rest of the band to pick with who you'd like to do it so say i'll give you i'll, I'll we'll go with the first one you've had an accident and somebody has been killed in this accident you've wow. got the body in the boot who from the band would you have help you get rid of that body I can answer that question already, to be honest, because I know straight away. Because um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying the scenario's happened. <laughs> I was going to say it was only last week. <laughs> I'll tell you who I rang. <laughs> so, I, so in that scenario, I'd probably go with Sam, our keyboard player, um, because he just knows everything about. Is the scenario suspicious? I, I, as in, I need to get rid of the body because mm. of something has happened. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, yeah, just, just get it gone. Get it gone. That, <laughs> Sam uh, Sam would be able to help me out with that no end. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. Right, I've got I've got two I've got two more I've got two more. Um, so it's been the world has gone to shit. Coronavirus has yeah, completely taken over the world. We had to delve into bunkers. We're living in an underground society. Now okay. you have to send out one of the band to go and collect and forage for food. Who are you sending? 
That is a, that is a great question. That is a great question. So I'm, I'm essentially sending some, one of the band potentially to their death. Is that is that mm. what you're <laughs> potentially? But, but but also you need to trust them because if they yeah. come back with a fucking apple and a Mars bar to keep you alive for the next six months, uh, okay. you're in okay. trouble. So I'd probably send out in that scenario then. So it's, 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 it's essentially a trust question, isn't it? Who I trust mm. the most. Yeah, who do you believe who's in can capable? deal with that? Who's who's who can you believe in to go and be able to get the best food for you all? Can know because I know if I sent Joe, would probably be all right. But if I if Joe sent me, oh, I'd come back shit. with some of the strangest things probably he'd get, going. I'd he'd get distracted, he'd be wandering around <laughs> looking at things. And, yeah, and I'd be like, Elliot was starving down here. Come on. <laughs> um, I'd probably send out Jamie. Jamie, the singer. Um, he's the most sort of practical driven person that i know um so i think i think jamie would go out he'd come back with some some really healthy food i think um you know and he'd, where the hell did you go out from um uh, yeah so i'd go with jamie in that scenario he's um yeah he's he's he'd probably do quite well there beautiful right and my last one for this this little section you've you've been kind of cornered by the mob I know it's quite old school, but you've been cornered by the mob. They're kind of telling you you've you've got into some trouble with them and you've got to help them out. You have been given 10 kilos of cocaine. Who are you asking in the band to help you shift it? Oh, Ben. Ben, undoubtedly, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's a coke dealer. So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he's he's one we get our coke from, so yeah. that's probably who. <laughs> uh, ben, ben would be able to help me. He's, he's maybe got some contacts that could uh, could help me in that scenario. Um, <laughs> so, no, he's not really. But uh, <laughs> he's not. But he has. But he isn't. <laughs> Allegedly, there may be some people you might know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think once we, yeah, once we'd uh, sort of had a conversation about it, and maybe you know, tried to. Uh, yeah, probably them. Yeah, probably them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to explain any further. Ben, easy amount. I like that. Beautiful. I like that. I, like that. I quite enjoyed that little section. It's the first yeah, time we've done it. Yeah, and I feel like I'm definitely going to bring it to everyone now. <laughs> Put me on the spot there, you know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right. So before we wrap up, we have one last little thing that we like to do on this podcast. And it's our section where we kind of shout out bands and up and coming artists that we're listening to and we're enjoying at the minute. So what sort of, what sort of people are you listening to at the moment? And can people get out and check out that need more following? Need more following. Um, well, a big, big supporter of kind of lead the lead scene. So, you know, lots of up and coming bands in Leeds, you know, um, I think it got mentioned earlier, but bands like Skylights, um, you know, they're doing really well at the moment. Um, you know, we're good friends with those guys. They're, uh, I think they've got, a, I think they've got a new record out or uh, coming out shortly if I can remember rightly so um you know please go and go and check them out um who else are we listening to at the moment trying to think uh there's a, a young band who we've had on tour with us a couple of times or, or did, did some support to us a couple of times a band called Backspace who uh they're quite young actually I think they're sort of still uh, might, might still be a school to be honest um but you know oh, fantastic, fantastic I mean they got in touch with us a couple of years ago and um they sent us some music and we were quite impressed you know we were quite blown away by it and um they came and did a couple of shows with us and uh yeah they're, they're doing they're doing some great things in in Leeds um so yeah check out Backspace uh, and then anything else really from these I'm trying to think who else I, who I know who's, who's doing stuff at the moment what, what are you guys listening to we're uh, Leeds Wides. I'm listening to Lucky Iris, mm. which if you haven't checked them out, 
Yeah, no. Brilliant. Lucky Iris are they're they're a duo, and it's a, a boyfriend and a girlfriend, and they're a couple, and they basically do this synth pop. And she's got she's got one of these voices that like can suit any style of music she put it to. But when it's over that synth kind of role, it sounds so sick. Nice. And also Mega Happy, the other one yes, from Leeds that we're listening to. They're both like quite. They're quite. They're really tiny little. They're quite tiny bands, but they've both got very interesting stories. And I think they're they're class artists. They get Leeds happy. Really good. To be fair, once we had their song on the playlist, it kept coming on. Mm. And like, like one comes on, you're like, oh, which one's this again? I checked them. Like this song's really good. So that's that's a good one. Mega happy. Cool. I check those out. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's loads of, loads of good music in Leeds at the moment. There's um, you know, lots of lots of bands kind of doing stuff. And I think this year, you know, if things start to go back to normal, we'll probably see that kind of surge of bands kind of coming back out and doing shows and releasing new music and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, it's yeah. so exciting. It is it exciting. Is. The scene can really, I feel like it's a, it's going to have a slingshot effect for the music scene. I hope I really do. I think, I think people have realized how much they miss kind of gigs, you know, people who kind of just, you know, you know your average kind of gig goer um, probably never really appreciated at the time, how important gigs yeah. are to people in society, you know? So I think, yeah. um, I think as soon as we can, you know, I think there'll be an influx of, announcements of shows and gigs and promoters will probably never oh, be yeah. so busy yeah. um and that's kind of great you know that's exactly what the industry needs because you know i know a lot of people have struggled quite quite a lot with it all so mm. yeah i can't wait i'm gonna start having a savings pot that's gig orientated <laughs> just no you won't you're just gonna get an overdraft <laughs> <laughs> savings <laughs> pot <laughs> savings pot my heart. savings <laughs> pot of the bank is what it yeah. is. <laughs> you're just gonna spend all the money we don't have going to gigs i can't fucking wait <laughs> Uh, well, swings and roundabouts. Joe, do you have anyone that you're listening to you want to shout out? Um, I've got one that I had noted down for a previous one that we never got time to, so I'll do it. Still got the notes in front of me. Oh, um, look. I wanted to give a shout out to Vela Incident because cool. they've been knocking about on Twitter a lot recently, and they're one that I sort of saw a few times and again listened to a couple of their earlier tunes and people were saying how like amazing they were. And I was like, yeah, they're really good sort of thing, but wasn't as blown away. And then they dropped this Queen of Liverpool track more recently. And I'm like, oh, I sort of get it now. You know, sometimes you sort of hear it and I'm like, they are really, really fucking good. Uh, they've got quite like Stone Roses vibes, like just good riffs, melodies, but like quite an anthemic feel. But then the vocals are really quite raw and make it feel a bit more DIY, um, which I think it is. But it's quite nice to have like that quite polished backing music with the quite raw vocals over the top. It does yeah, for sure. work. So, better incident, especially their newest tune, Queen of Liverpool. They're really, really good. Cool. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's come to a natural end, lads. There we go. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. Great to, great to meet you. And uh, yeah, great. Thanks for having you on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully next Thank time you, we'll mate. be in a, we'll be in a studio and we can actually be face to face and it can be a real, a real interview really? instead of a real proper one. So, you know, oh, yeah. it, it, but it's been lovely. It's been very nice to meet you and your album is coming out in an amount of time, an amount of time <laughs> soon. Later this year, we hope, but um, still Brilliant. A few eyes to, to dot and a few T's to cross, yeah. but um, yeah, this year at some point. So yeah, but cool. we've got, um, on the ropes releasing twenty second of Jan. So correct, yeah. So potentially, I think by the time this goes out, it will probably already be out. Oh, yeah. nice. um, it will be actually it will be definitely so go and check out on the ropes by apollo junction because that'll be out now and listen to that until while you're waiting for the album to come out for sure 
Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me, guys. Beautiful. Appreciate it. No, thank it's been you, a pleasure, mate. lads. Much so if, you, if you've made it this far, make sure you like and subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, give it a little subscribe and a review. That'd be nice. Um, and we'll see you all on the other side. Peace.